This is episode number 159 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fade. Hi. And Nicole Rambo. Hello. And it's the last show of February 2021. That went by pretty quick. It did. Yeah, yeah. So now we're starting um, the, we're coming up to the year anniversary of this whole pandemic thing. Yeah, that's right. Which is kind of crazy. Wow. And like last year, this time we, we the three of us were just getting ready to go mm-hmm. to Podfest. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Um, so yes, it's uh, it's virtual this year, Podfest. So we'll, we'll it if, is? if yes, yes, and um, uh, next week they start it up, and oh. we'll see what happens, and uh, if we see anything that's really cool that we want to bring to our patrons or let you know about, our listeners will definitely let you know. But um, anyway, we're going to jump right in. We have a good show for you this week. Uh, we have a focus segment, believe it or not. We haven't had those in a long time. Uh, but why don't we get started with um, with Sarah mm-hmm. has some exciting news about something that is finally starting here in the Center Reach building. Yeah. Uh, after all we went through last year, this is uh, starting now. So what, what do you have for us this week, Sarah? All right. Well, if um, our listeners have been in the library, they've noticed a big change. And if you haven't, um, and you come in, you'll notice a big change. So the adult uh, services area is going to be renovated. And we have started this, this process. Mm. Um, so if you, if you notice, um, um, the adult floor, the main floor, has been cleared for this process. The upstairs, nonfiction in Miller and Heritage area have um, been un- not touched. So all that will be available to you. And the downstairs, which will be fiction, um, DVDs, video games, and, and audiobooks, and graphic novels, um, th- and music, that also is unchanged. So you can go upstairs and downstairs still, but most of the things that have been on the main floor are now, um, have either been stored away in storage, or they are relocated in our community room. So you will go there to be helped by librarians to use some of our um, adult computers and to find some the magazines and newspapers in the large in the large print books. Um, and also, just so people know that when you come in and you're looking for your holds and for self checkout, it has been moved over to the other side of customer service, more towards the children's area. So if you go in and you're looking for those things, just veer left. And um, you'll see that. But um, you're asking what's going to be happening, right? So um, construction is going to start probably beginning of March. And hopefully it will take about six to nine months to complete because they are redoing everything, um, which is very exciting. It's going to be a completely new look for us. Um, You know, you'll have access to all of our collections um, there'll be like a little pathway for you to walk up and down, like we said. And of course you will be able to, um, access the elevator. So if you mm-hmm. need to use that, you know, don't worry about it. That is still going to be open to you. Um, let's see. So we're in the community room. We also have the print station. Um, we're really trying to keep all of our, um, services open to everyone, um, so what is going to be happening, right, with the uh, yeah, adult floor? So this is very exciting. <laughs> um, 
we are getting a new floor, new Ooh. lights, right? A whole awesome. new desk, lots of good things for mm-hmm. um, patrons, new seating. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is we'll be getting uh, a dedicated innovation space, otherwise known as a maker space. And this will be um, available to patrons to use, which is very exciting. Um, so, Nicole, you know a lot about this in, in Sal too, that there'll be 3D printers, a laser engraver, um, amongst other things that patrons can play with and yes. use. Um, we will have new quiet study rooms. Um, so we're getting two new small study rooms similar to the ones that are in Selden. Mm. So great. that's that is really nice. Um, and this is very exciting also that the library is going to have a small cafe. Yay. Yay. So, um, you know, the details will be coming soon on that. But, you know, you'll be able to partake in, in coffee and such mm-hmm. when, you know, it opens and, you know, COVID, mm. or COVID safe and everything like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, you know, we're taking everything into consideration, but you know that'll be available to all the patients, not just the adults, obviously. But that's very exciting. Yeah. So, you know, in order to have the new innovation space in the cafe, you know, of course the space had to be changed up. So, right. um, so that's what's coming down. That's the changes, and it, um, you know, like I said, the timeline is about six to nine months. So, just so we will be in the community room. For that period of time, you know, for our patrons. So it's very exciting and something, you know, nice to look forward to. Absolutely. And we appreciate the patience of our patrons Mm -hmm. going through construction. You know, Mm -hmm. we we did this with Selden. Right. Yeah. Um, So, uh, so, so our patrons are, are, are understanding about that. Mm -hmm. They, they know about it. But when it's done, um, this is going to be. Yeah. The feedback. Yeah. Is uh, I think the patrons are, are pretty excited about mm-hmm. about this. You know, this is we're here for the patrons and mm-hmm. we're doing this for them, and it's just you know stepping the library up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's pretty nice. And there will be inside that innovation space <laughs> a podcast studio for yeah. the patrons. Finally, we will be able to uh, share uh, some of our awesome technology that we uh, we found out about. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great. Thanks so much, Sarah. Sure. Looking forward to that. Um, Nicole. Yeah, on the topic of podcasting, until the space is open um, and you can record your own podcast, you might want to listen to some other people podcasting that are professionals. But um, Steph will talk about this in the in the um, focus segment. But you can actually start podcasting from home now if you, you want. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear more about that in a minute. But um, for uh, Black History Month, just some uh, podcasts that you should listen to all year round. Um, but they'll have specific segments this month on like Black History. Um, one of them or two of them are from NPR. One is called It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders. And I listened to this one. He's a really great host. And he interviews um, everyone, like celebrities, comedians, creatives, like Angela Bassett, Aaron Sorkin, Phoebe Bridgers, Bowen Yang. Um, He's on SNL. He's a comedian. So that's a really uh, great one to listen to. And Code Switch is another one on NPR that I really like. And it's hosted by Shireen Marisol Maraji and Gene Demby. And there was one – they do all different topics. And I was one that I listened to about, like, Stormy – the larvae, the larvae. <laughs> it's French. I'm just practicing my French now. Uh, anyway, um, that was really good. She was one of the first kind of like um, lesbian. Um, she dressed like as a, as like a man and like did shows and like it was a really really interesting story and she was a big part of like Stonewall and all that stuff. So that was like a really interesting um, listen. 
There's also one called Therapy for Black Girls, and it's Dr. Joy Harded Bradford, and she created this popular weekly podcast for those looking for inner healing, um, making to recognize Black History Month, WBEZ Chicago's biography podcast series. So they do this all year round, obviously, but looks at how some Black Americans' most famous names turned into icons. So people like Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama. Um, yeah, so those are just some that I think would be good to listen to all year round. But, you know, now for Black History Month, they have some good segments, you know, on uh, black icons. So Great. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll put that in the show notes so mm-hmm. folks can uh, can go directly to it. Sure. Thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. So uh, we mentioned Steph. She came into the studio to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, to give us an update on the Library of Things. Yeah. Uh, so here she is. Hey, Steph. Hi, Sal. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Welcome back to the studio. Thank you. And welcome back to the podcast. You know, thank you. It's been a while since you've been here. It has. And uh, the last, I think, the last time we had you, you come on, you spoke a little bit about the Library of Things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have some. We've that that collection has expanded. It has to include some pretty interesting things mm-hmm. that uh, patrons might not necessarily know about. That's true, yeah. So we thought we'd have you come down and just give us an update on what's happening with our collection. Absolutely. I'm happy to do that. So what do you have for us? So we have tools. Uh, Really? We are branching out um, from our technology collection. One of the new items is technology-based, but the other ones are all tools. Uh, So we're trying some new things, and we think they're going to be pretty successful. Cool. Cool. So the first new item is a a code reader for cars. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're you're having an issue with your car and you feel like it's something you can do on your own, you don't want to go to a mechanic, the code reader works really well. It pretty much works for any standard car out there. It's nothing fancy, but if you have a really fancy car, you're taking it to your dealer anyway. Sure. So, but this is a great way for people to do some basic DIY fixes for their cars. Nice. Nice. You just plug it in. Yep, exactly. You get a number on this little box. Yep. You look up your code. And, you know, it works with the library databases. We have, you know, auto databases here at the library. So you can look up the code that you find on our code reader. I like what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have great services here. So we might as well tell the people about them. Very cool. Awesome. So what else do we have that's new? We have a stud finder. Oh, boy. (laughs) You know, I used this once and Ryan Gosling showed up. (laughs) (laughs) In our dreams. In (laughs) our dreams. I'm just kidding. So stud um, find, that's actually very practical. The stud finder is very practical. Again, it's sticking with that DIY theme that we have. Uh, so, you know, anyone who maybe is having a hard time finding their studs, you know, you're doing the knock test on your wall and mm. you can't quite tell if there's a stud there. You know, generally you can say, okay, they're 16 inches apart, but I learned from my home that that's not always the case. <laughs> so a stud finder comes in handy for something like that. So it really, you just put it onto the wall. It tells you if there's a stud and you can put up a photo, put on some shelves, whatever you want to do with that. Nice. Yeah. Great. And we have something a little bit different. It's a thermal leak detector. What? <laughs> it's it's not to look for, you know, leaking water, but okay. it, it, it's good because it helps you find issues with the insulation in your home. Really? So you can identify hot and cold drafts, uh, figure out where you might need to fix some issues. Um, and it comes in Celsius and Fahrenheit. So what does this could... thing look like? Because it's very strange. It's sounding. sort of... Uh, 
it's it it's handheld item. Okay. I'm trying to find a really good comparison. It's now it's, is it wireless? Do you have it's to completely push it? battery okay. operated? So you point it at something. So you point it at okay. something. It's and it has like an, a little LED screen that you can read the temperature okay. and read what's going on. Okay. It's Black and Decker too, oh, okay. so it's a, it's a trusted brand. It's legit. It's legit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything here is legit, but sure, this is yeah. like super legit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you just you hold on to it and you point it towards anywhere where you might have insulation or where you feel like there might be a draft coming. Okay. And it'll let you know the temperature and whether there is actually an issue nice. there. Uh, it's sort of, you know, the best explanation for me is like if you're on Star Trek or Doctor okay. Who, and it's kind of like one of those fancy laser okay. looking things. Okay, so it's all right. I think I, based on what you said, I think I know what you're talking about there. It's, it's pretty easy to hold. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Okay, what else do we have? We have an air quality monitor. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, stuff you would not think that would be available at the library. That's why we had you come down. Steph. Exactly. You wouldn't expect that you can borrow one of these. Exactly. From a How does this work? So the air quality monitor, you just set it up in a room or a space where maybe you feel like you're sneezing more, mm-hmm. your allergies are bothering you more. And it will tell you if uh, there is an issue with allergens. Um, also, it uh, lev- uh, measures formaldehyde no way and other sorts of organic compounds that might be in the air okay and it will read to you you know what the issue could be what your air pollution number is wow. um, and it also can read humidity and temperature and sometimes that is an issue for people with mm-hmm. allergies so it's a really great way to monitor your home wow. to see to figure out what rooms might be hurting you more than others. Sure. Yeah, so, that's very interesting. Yeah. I did not realize that. So was that like a tabletop thing? You put it down? Yeah, and... it's small as well. Okay. It's not very large. Um, and you just put it somewhere in the room and it will. It has, a, again, an LED screen and it'll just read to you uh, the air pollution. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. So so what's <laughs> what's next? A time machine? What do you got on there? <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish we had a TARDIS. Yeah. That would be, that's my next step. Is yeah. How do we get a TARDIS into the Library of Things <laughs> Thanks, collection? Sure. So actually, these next two are technology. Okay, So we cool. have a podcast studio. That's right, For somebody do. looking to start up one of their own podcasts. That's right. That one is comes with a microphone. It comes with a soundboard and, and headphones for you. Something nice, nice and fancy so yeah. you can get started. Started. That's very cool. I think yeah. there's software that actually... There is software that comes with it, yeah. yes. yes. Sal, so. Sal helped, you know, yes, he gave I us some help. advice. I did help a little bit on that, <laughs> yes. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, it's a good starter kit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great way to get started for free. You don't yeah. have to pay for anything unless exactly. you choose to. And they're nice. It's a nice microphone. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, as we said before, it's legit. It it's, is you legit. Know, it's a professional sounding unit. So, yep. yeah. Comfortable good. headphones. Exactly. And that's important. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so very that'll cool. be fun. We have two of those in the collection, actually. Excellent. So if there's two people out there looking to start a podcast, why come not? to the library. I just don't know why <laughs> you got to take advantage of this. Exactly. And what else? We have a video to digital converter. Now, this is different from our VHS to DVD converter okay, that we yeah. have in the collection. Sure. This one, it works if you have the camcorder. Okay. So if you have your old camcorders and the VHS tapes that came with it, you just hook it up to the converter, hook up the converter to your computer, and you get digital files. That's it excellent. just converts right to digital, goes on your computer, and you can do whatever you want with it. See, that's very good, yeah. Because mm-hmm. there are uh, a lot of patrons come in, they ask about the 8 millimeter size yes, yes. Um, and the VHS the high, the high eight, the high eight and the VHS yeah, C and, and things all that like that. Kind of stuff. Yeah, so this is all uh, very good. You can just yeah. plug it. if you have if you still have the camcorder, you can mm-hmm. just plug it in. Or if you're looking, you know, you buy an inexpensive one, 
somewhere you found it or you found yeah, it at a thrift store sure, and you yeah. still have your tapes, you just pop it in. That's very good And to it know. works really well. It doesn't take too long. It's, it's high quality and it connects right to your computer, which makes it even easier. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I assume it comes with some sort of software as it well. It comes with the software that you need. It does come with the disc, so you mm-hmm. do have to have a, you know, a disc drive. A, an optical drive. And yes. if you don't, the library has it. There you go. <laughs> you can take that out as well. We do have one of those that connects right to a computer through USB. Great. So everything is plug and play. Everything's easy to use, um, intuitive for our patrons. And so we're really excited about nice. this collection. So do you want to really quickly just go over just a quick procedure on how patrons can take these items out, who's eligible, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you have to be 18 or older to borrow items from this collection. Uh, So you really, you make a reservation on our website. We have a whole library of things page. It's mcplibrary.org slash library dash of dash things. And you can read through the items that we have, select a date where you might want to use it. You get two weeks. You make the reservation, come to the library, pick it up. And it's yours for two whole weeks. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And patrons can take up to two items two at items? a time. Okay. Yep. So you right. can use some of these in conjunction. You know, you can use the thermal leak detector and the air quality monitor. And we also have a kilowatt meter as well. We've yes, had I've that actually, for a while. I've actually used that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To it's very see cool. how energy efficient your appliances might be, or maybe energy inefficient. Sure. Yeah. So you can really. You know, do do some good things and yeah, do I good was, projects. I was actually surprised how much energy my TV uses when mm. it's on. It uses a lot. <laughs> it does use a lot. Yes, it uses more than a light bulb. That's for sure. I'm sure it does. <laughs> I would be. I haven't checked it. I would be terrified to see how much energy my uh, air conditioner unit oses. Oh, I'm uses. sure. Yeah. Probably quite a lot. Yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. So these are all great things. Yeah. We will put this in the show notes. A link so patrons mm-hmm. can click on it and uh, and yeah, definitely take advantage of these amazing cool very unique uh, mm-hmm. items to take out in our collection. Yeah, something different that you wouldn't expect from your library. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you for having me. So that does it for another episode. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, you can visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. And please do, because there there we have a opportunity for you to interact with us per episode. So there's a chat area there. Oh, really? Yeah. You can chat with us. You can leave a comment. All right. You can leave a suggestion right on that site. Cool. Uh, Again, mcplpodcast.com. Or if you want to email us directly mm-hmm. to tell us how spectacularly mm-hmm. wonderful we are, mm-hmm. how our voices soothe <laughs> you while you're listening to us on your way home from work. It's a podcast at mcplibrary.org. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next show. <laughs>